0: You're listening to At Home in Connecticut, your guide to all aspects of daily living in Connecticut. Hosted by Bill Pierce and produced by WTIC. News Talk 1080.
1: Good morning. My guest today, Pamela Atwood, gerontologist and executive director at Colebrook Village at Hebron. And uh, today we'll be talking uh, about uh, a recent conference presentation that you did on improv and communication with residents uh, with dementia. Pam, good morning and welcome.
0: Good morning, Bill. As always, I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, I'm sure you are I am.
1: <laughs> as am I. <laughs> <laughs> improv or improvisational theater is based on comedy that is made up of uh, on the spot basically. Now how, how does this concept apply to working with people? With dementia.
0: So it's interesting because the concept um, really is very applicable for everybody, really. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, some of the techniques we're going to talk about this morning really do apply to how you communicate with your kids, with your spouse, with your boss, with your coworkers. And really, it's about Being in the moment and really making sure that you're listening to the person, whether they have dementia or or, um, some other communicational challenge or communicating challenge. So some of the things that we talk about are ways that we communicate with anybody.
1: Mm -hmm. What are some of the strategies that work in, in both realms, people with or without dementia. Right.
0: So a lot of times we look at the basic concepts. In improv, they teach you some basic um, strategies. And I do want to put a shout out to CT Improv because the original grant work that I did when I worked for Hartford, uh, excuse me, for Hebrew Healthcare was with CT Improv. And so they taught me a lot about improv when we were working on that grant. One of the things that they do in improv Comedy basically starts with don't argue. So if your partner says, oh, you know, the sky is purple, then you don't say, nah, because that's going to end the (laughs) skit right then and there. These are things that we also say when we're talking uh, with our kids, our spouse, and of course, with people with dementia. In the dementia world, we always say no one's ever won an argument with somebody who has dementia. So don't argue with them. But how do you do that? And that's when we get into the science of that whole conference presentation.
1: What are the tips for communicating with uh, people with dementia?
0: Okay, so first we want to make sure that we're facing forward, making eye contact. We also need to enunciate because a lot of people with cognitive impairment also have other normal changes with aging, including vision impairment. So they may not be able to see your lips if they are also hearing impaired. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the basics. Then we also talk about... All behavior has meaning. So we look at behaviors, whether it's they can't zip up their jacket or, you know, they're tapping on the table or they're pacing. We, we look at all of those behaviors as a, a issue that they're trying to communicate to us. So when we're talking with uh, a person who has a cognitive impairment, if they keep repeating the same question over and over, we associate that as a normal part of dementia. But the question is, how do you respond to it? How do you know when you can stop using the improv approach? So this is a question that actually came up during the conference. And also um, when I was talking to my daughter about this is, well, when do you stop using this? Because, and I should preface it by saying this isn't about making fun of or having a comedic interaction with someone with dementia. It's about using the same kinds of approaches. So when we are communicating with someone, we wanna focus on either a diversional activity or some other positive improvement in their quality of life or a positive communication with them. So when we're using some of the uh, approaches, and, and for approaches, I mean like don't argue, be in the moment, uh, focusing on making your partner look good, those we really stop when we're done with communicating with them and get them engaged in something else.
1: Coming up with ideas on an improv show like "Whose Line Is It Anyway?" is easy because they they poll the audience. Now, how would caregivers come up with ideas such as those?
0: So this is the challenging part. This is what creates what, what it requires a lot of creativity, and patience. And I'm I'm going to put aside my caregiver hat for a minute and recognize that as caregivers, patience and creativity often do not come hand in hand. You're stressed, you're frustrated, you just need the person to be their quote-unquote normal selves and not require anything extra of us. And that's challenging. So part of it is making sure that we can have a caregiver who's willing and open to doing this. But the next thing is knowing that person's abilities and interests and their history. So for instance, if someone says, well, I have to get home You know, a a stressed caregiver might say, well, you are home, dad. Whereas we can say, oh, dad, you're always trying to go somewhere. And now if I know that dad used to camp a lot or used to love to travel to Ireland, we can say, what was your favorite trip to Ireland? Now, in improv, one of the things that's really important is that you don't just ask yes or no questions. Mm -hmm. At a certain stage of dementia, we might only use yes or no questions. But when we're communicating for success with someone in a a mild or moderate stage, we want to ask open-ended questions and say, tell me about your trip to Ireland, or when you would go camping, those sorts of things.
1: Do you keep the mood consistent? If they're sad, do you try to cheer them up or you just go with what that mood is?
0: It really depends on the situation. The amygdala is the part of the brain um, where, where we store and, and create emotion. And those are the deep, deep, deep parts of the brain that really are affected by these diseases only at the very, very end. So emotions should not be ignored. And just like any other person, again, if someone is sad, you don't just say, oh, come on, Bill, cheer up. You know, a little sunny side would be nice. You, you want to acknowledge and validate their feelings and then slowly work with them again in the moment to try to get them to something more positive so it might take some distraction, some redirection. We have over at Colebrook Village, um, we have a beautiful fish pond. And we just found out this morning that our fishes had babies. Oh. So, <laughs> so that's something that's a wonderful distraction for all of us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the, the frustrating thing, is, as we know and many people know, is when you're dealing with people with dementia, it, it gets very frustrating for the caregiver or relative because – They can't remember maybe what they had for lunch, but they could remember things that happened 50 years ago like they happened yesterday.
0: Exactly, and that's why we want to talk about abilities. That Granted, they maybe can't tell you what they had for lunch or Mm -hmm. whether or not they already talked to Aunt Sally, but they can tell you about the place that they used to visit after Mm -hmm. school, you know, living in New York City. They can tell you those things, and it's good for them to um, have family members or caregivers, private caregivers, reminisce with them. Mm-hmm. That is very helpful for them. And that's part of the work of aging at that stage of life is making meaning about all of that past history. So reminiscence is very therapeutic as well.
1: If a people, Pam, would like more information on this, where can they learn more?
0: I'm happy to share any of the information that I have that I've collected over the years. People want to email me. It's P. Atwood at com, or you can just do info at colebrookvillage.com, or you can call me at 860-801-1114. And of course, for improv classes and general information, my recommendation is CT Improv, which is S-E-A-T-E-A. All right. Very Thank good. you.
1: Thank you, Pam. That's Pamela Atwood, gerontologist and executive director at Colebrook Village at Hebron. That's our program for this morning. I'm Bill Pierce. Join me again next Sunday.
0: You've been listening to At Home in Connecticut, a public service project, produced by WTIC News Talk 1080. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.